Hey, welcome back to Coffee, Cows, and Crops. We are kicking things off with this being the first official episode of season number five. I'm really excited to be introducing Elena Archibald, our extension and office manager here at the Peace Country Beef and Forge Association. Elena is a passionate young woman in agriculture and a local producer, talented in many avenues of farming, and she's joining me here today to tell us about herself and to give young farmers the inspiration to make their own egg dreams come true. So to start things off, I've got a couple uh, questions compiled. Uh, Elena, tell me about your childhood and what ultimately brought you to Alberta. Yeah, hey everybody. As Shelby mentioned, my name is Elena and I'm the Extension and Office Manager here at PCBFA. I grew up in British Columbia and I spent the majority of my childhood on the north coast in Terrace, BC. I started riding horses at a young age and when I wasn't busy riding horses, my family and I traveled all over BC drag racing. I ran a junior dragster until I moved to Alberta and both my mom and stepdad at the time raced various different vehicles including an 87 step side single cab Chev, a 68 Nova and a 72 Chevelle. My mom also drag raced snowmobiles on pavement and I dabbled a little in snowmobile races in the winter when we would travel even further north to Dees Lake to visit family. I have two brothers and between the three of us we were all blessed to be athletic. They both excelled in hockey, while soccer was my chosen extracurricular. I moved to Alberta in 2010 after I graduated early from high school. I attended college where I took business administration and majored in marketing. While I moved here to be with my long-distance boyfriend at the time, I will say we're no longer together, but I fell in love with the peace and all that it had to offer, so I chose to stay. That's really cool. Nova's happened to be one of my favorite cars. So how'd you become... <laughs> involved in agriculture when you didn't come from an ag background. I was always drawn to agriculture through my love for horses. I went all through Pony Club and the nutrition portion of the program was always very intriguing to me. I think part of it stemmed from owning a horse who was particularly hard to keeper. But I spent countless hours researching feed and nutrition to better benefit my horse. When I moved to Alberta, I saw an opportunity to further emerge myself in agriculture and we purchased a farm of arguably crappy quality with an old house and dilapidated fencing and outbuildings. Over the years, we redid nearly everything, including correcting the soil through organic farming methods, and in four years, we began producing some top quality feed that we sold throughout the Peace region. I was involved in 4-H when I was younger, and I thought Pony Club was really intriguing, and I liked some of the aspects of it as well, so that's really cool. What areas of agriculture are you passionate about? So I wasn't born into a farming family, and I quickly faced the struggles of becoming a new farmer with nothing to my name. Luckily, I don't shy away from a challenge, so I researched different grants and loans available to me to purchase my farm and the equipment. And while these resources are available to those who look, many don't know how or where to look. Because of that, I've become really passionate about supporting young farmers. In addition to that, it will likely come as no surprise that I'm also very passionate about supporting women in ag. While women currently make up about 31% of farm operators in Canada, it's still viewed as a man's game, and I love to inspire and motivate women to play on their strengths and chase what sets their soul on fire, and if that's agriculture, I want to help them. I love that. What's your current involvement in agriculture? 
I recently sold my farm and I'm currently in the market for an acreage where I can operate my business Fairhaven Equestrian from. I started Fairhaven Equestrian several years ago and it's continued to grow and flourish while I honed my skills and currently operate both a personal and public horse breeding program. Coming from my own breeding program, I breed top quality sport horses for dressage and jumping that I've sold successfully all across Canada. And I'm really excited to say most recently one of the foals I produced was sold to a very high caliber home in Florida where she will be competing on one of the most sought after show circuits in the world. In addition to that, I also offer breeding services to clients. I offer reproductive support to mare and stallion owners and breeding services through artificial insemination practices. I also offer a foaling out service, which is very stressful, but also incredibly rewarding. I live for those quiet moments in a barn where you just single-handedly delivered a new life into this world that nobody even knows about yet. And watching the bonding moments between a mum and a new baby there's something incredibly humbling and heartwarming about being the first human a new life ever encounters. That's really cool and a very unique opportunity. So that's really interesting to hear. What do you see as some of the most troublesome challenges that producers in the peace country currently face? Well, I can't answer this question without talking about every farmer's favorite words, weather and pests. The Peace region is generally a dry area compared to other parts of the province or country, and we don't have many irrigation options without facing major overhead and expenses, taking the financial gain out of the rewards that farmers work so hard for. Statistically, the northern region of our province receives the least amount of rainfall and we rely heavily on snow to saturate our soils. In addition to that, our soils are often deficient in many minerals, selenium being the most notable. Our conditions are often favorable to undesirable pests, such as grasshoppers, which love to inhabit leafy crops. Grasshoppers lay their eggs in soft soils, such as recently tilled land or sandy loamy soil. When we don't get an abundance of moisture to produce a hard packed crust, it's a grasshopper's paradise for reproduction. In addition to weather-related issues and soil deficiencies, producers throughout the piece constantly struggle with our short growing season. From a forage farmer's perspective, many of us are blessed to get a second cut. When we don't generally see favorable growing temperatures until May, the typical July rains can put a damper on cutting, curing, and baling of quality bales, often resulting in a first cut not occurring until August, where we then are often faced with drought, burning crops, and reducing growth, and a chance at more cuts. From a cash crop perspective, we are really blessed that so many seed companies nowadays are designing seeds customized to our shorter growing season, but it's not unusual to still see swaths of canola with snow on them and other ecological related issues. Yeah, I noticed when I moved back from Southern Alberta that there are huge differences up here compared to down there with the farming and just how like the growing seasons and how things are kind of put into play. So that's really interesting. What is the extension and what's your vision as extension manager for the PCBFA? The term extension was rather new to me when I started this role with PCBFA. Essentially, my job is to translate the analytical data our research team compiles through various studies and extend that information to producers in a way that's engaging and easy to digest. 
I love that I get to meet so many unique and passionate people in the agricultural industry and spread awareness and research-based knowledge across the piece. Being the manager of the extension team certainly presents its challenges, but I love the opportunity to provide leadership to my team members in a way that benefits them on and off the job. My goal is to cultivate an inclusive culture within my team that has my colleagues feeling inspired and excited about the work we do here. Well, I think you're doing a really great job and I feel like everyone else appreciates you as well. What's your favorite part about being involved with the PCBFA and what are you working towards? PCBFA is an absolute wealth of knowledge and I'm just so grateful to be a part of that. We have incredibly experienced staff members who not only have the educational background but also the hands-on experience and the passion for their work that makes it so enjoyable to be a part of. Prior to starting this journey with PCBFA, despite being a producer myself and living in the same town that we're based out of, I truly had no idea what they stood for or what they did for my community. Now, my goal is to get on the dinner table of all the producers in the Peace region. As a whole, our goal is to strengthen agriculture one farm at a time, and I truly believe the resources that we can provide to producers in the Peace can have lifelong impacts on their farms from their soil to the bank account and everything in between. I feel like these new ideas are going to catch on really quick for people in our area and it's going to really expedite our process of getting our information out there and what we do. What's your advice for someone who is trying to get into agriculture? It can be really intimidating and let's be real, it's nearly impossible to get started unless you are born or gifted into a farming family because of the upfront cost being astronomical and only increasing by the day. Costs of land, equipment, animals, feed, fuel, and everything else along the way make it extremely difficult for established farmers, never mind those who have passion for farming but nothing to start with. I was one of those people who wasn't gifted land or equipment and it was really difficult to get started. I applied for a Canadian agricultural loan, also known as a CALA loan, which is a federal loan that will provide up to $500,000. When I applied many years ago, the interest rate was prime plus 1% and it required 20% down, but it may be different now. I used that loan to purchase a rundown old farm with only about 60 arable acres and a whole lot of swamp, which luckily provided really great moose hunting. I negotiated and got a lot of the ancient rickety old equipment included in the sale, which ironically included an old disc with one tire and only a rim on the other side, harrows and a small seed drill. Eventually we were able to purchase an old used tractor that was farmer rigged together to make it run, but I was determined to make it work and build from there. While the cow alone got me started, there are now lots of great options available for farmers of all levels and experience, most notably the OFCAF, SCAP, and RALP grants. These are all federal or provincial grants available to farmers for moderately specific things, arguably more suitable to someone already operating, but clear plans and carefully worded applications can go a long ways for those looking for funding. One of the many membership perks at PCBFA is that we can actually help producers navigate some of these grants that are available to them. And while you may not be a member or close to us, I strongly encourage our listeners to reach out to their local applied research groups or ag service boards to seek guidance and support on grants that may be available to them. The moral of the story is that there are ways, but you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable for a while and not fear paperwork.
What can you tell our listeners about upcoming extension events that the PC VFA is hosting? We have a really awesome lineup of events over the next few weeks, and I'm really excited to be a part of them. On November 10th, Shelby and I will be traveling to High Prairie to attend the Forest Grazing Workshop in collaboration with several other groups. Shelby and I will be there manning the registration table and hanging out all day to assist with the event and chat with producers about what PCBFA has to offer. Following that, we will have one of our largest events of the year, the annual general meeting and Cultivate Egg annual reception happening on November 25th at the Holiday Inn in Grand Prairie. The AGM starts at 3.30 and everyone is welcome. Current members have voting rights as we vote in the new board for 2024-25 and memberships will be available at the door if you wish to vote but aren't a current member. Following the AGM, we will temporarily kick everyone out before we reopen the doors for a semi-formal evening full of annual awards, reports, networking, and an awesome catered supper followed by our keynote speaker, Christy Friesen of Brownvale, Alberta, who will speak on inspiring resilience. Tickets are available online on October 25th or through a PCBFA representative. As if the extension team isn't already busy enough, Five short days after the AGM and reception, we will be hosting a wintering cattle seminar at the Eureka River Hall on November 30th. Doors will open at 4.30 p.m. with the first presentation on EFPs and grants starting at 5, followed by a presentation by our local conservation officer, Sergeant Downey, before we enjoy a catered supper and move on to our keynote speaker, Barry Uremcio, who will speak on nutrition and how to best get your cattle through this winter after another difficult year of forage and feed. Tickets for this event will be available online on November 1st or through a PCBFA representative. Thanks for tuning in and spending some time with us today. And big thanks for Elena for joining me on today's episode to get to know her better and to hear some words of encouragement. We're always looking for others to collaborate for our podcasts and events. If you have any questions, you can get a hold of Elena via email at elena at pcbfa.ca. That's A-L-A-I-N-A at pcbfa.ca or call 780-834-7256. On our next episode, we will go into some details about some winter livestock tips. So stay tuned for that one. Thanks again for joining us on this agricultural journey. Thank you.